Alrighty folks, this is a content warning. Now for those of you who require a content warning, I recommend you switch off now. Of course, no judgement, just, you know, switch off, enjoy the rest of your day, enjoy whatever you're doing. Uh, I'll now give you 10 seconds to take whatever device you are using and switch off now. Now, for those of you who are still listening, who wish to know what sort of content you are being warned about, uh, LJ was, in fact, held up by gunpoint, and there is also very strong references to suicide. So, folks, if you find that this may be too emotionally taxing for you, I recommend you switch off now and just find something else to enjoy for the day. However, if you are still on board and still listening, sit back, grab a cuppa, prepare yourselves, folks. This is one hell of a story. Stay tuned. Alrighty, folks, you are listening to Talking Shit with Fraser, you bastard, the show about who the fuck knows, but anything goes. Now, folks, today we're speaking to a gentleman by the name of LJ. Now, folks, as always, I am an avid collector of stories from people who've had experiences from a side of life that most have not. And today, folks, is absolutely no different. Folks, LJ hails from a well-known mountain area in America, and wait for it, has spent time running an ice cream shop at a nudist resort. No cold trinkage jokes here, folks. He also spent three hours being holed up by a fucking mountain lion, also known as a puma to listeners outside of America. He has been held up at gunpoint during a robbery, and folks, this is the big one, has literally been the inspiration behind a song from an Indian folk metal band named Bloodywood, who have only just recently reached newfound world fame. Folks, stay tuned for this one. You won't believe the calm, matter-of-fact way in which he presents these crazy stories. How you doing, LJ? Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, sir. All righty, mate. So I guess we're going to start from the start. I suppose the question that needs to be asked is, how the hell exactly does one manage to gain employment at a nudist resort? Well, I wasn't technically employed. I technically ran an ice cream shop that I rented for a dollar. But, like, it was my own business, but I rented the building for a dollar, and yeah. How the fuck Uh, do you manage to get rent for a dollar? That sounds like a dream to most people. Well, yeah, it was just the nudist resort. They they didn't want to actually charge anybody, but legally for it to be its own business, they had to charge somebody. So they just charged a dollar. A year. Right, so I'm going to assume the sort of uh, theme around this resort was uh, community-based, or...? Um, it was just a resort that, based in the mountains, that it's sort of community-based. Everybody, like, everybody chips in, even if they don't work, but they do have workers, you know? hmm So, I guess it's sort of community-based, but, yeah, the... The cooks and the ice cream shop people don't only have to pay a dollar a year. Fantastic. And we had, like, every flavor you could think of. Pumpkin, peppermint. It was nice. Holy shit. Pumpkin-flavored ice cream. That's (laughs) mind-blown. Pumpkin was one of my favorite, actually. That's it. Not bad. So how long were you working there for, mate? Uh, I worked there from the time that I was about 13 or 14 till, God, I don't know when... 20-something. Oof, many years. Yeah, we, uh... And it was nice, because, like, even though we were working, we could jump in the pool. Like, we couldn't go spend, like, hours in the pool, obviously, but, like, 
we could go dip in the pool and get cooled off because it'd be like 100 degrees Fahrenheit, not Celsius. <laughs> a bit of a difference between the two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still very necessary to cool off. Well, I think nothing could cool you off more than a couple of ice creams and a quick dip, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was really nice. Uh, the people up there were great, and the nudist resort, just so everybody knows, it was not a sexual thing at all. It was just, like, people who like to be naked or don't like clothes. Yeah, fair enough, too. And so who were the people running this show? What was what was their affair? What was their sort of... Uh, uh, what inspired them? Well, it started with uh, this guy who... Uh, right now, technically, the membership owns it, so, like, everybody votes on who represents the the nudist resort mm-hmm. but a guy i can't remember his name he bought it because single males were not allowed in and he thought that was bullshit and he just wanted a place where everybody would you know sort of hang on i'm messing up i'm sorry that's okay you're doing fine mate but yeah he uh he bought it and made it into made the pool made the hot tub he made everything about that place except for the trails, which my friend, I'll tell you about later, Glenn made the trails. And so um, these were just like uh, hiking and walking trails, were they? Or? Yeah, they were hiking and walking trails. And I'm pretty sure you gave But he made 10 miles of trails that he maintained by himself until he was dying of cancer. And then he started getting some help. Right, and you actually spent a lot of time helping him too, if I'm correct. Yeah, you are. I, I spent a lot of time helping him. He was a good guy. He he was superhuman, though. Like, so, yeah, I, I think we might be talking about too early about this. Right now we're talking about the ice cream shop, right? All right, totally. We'll come back to him in a sec. Yeah, so um, so this guy obviously came in, decided he wanted to make the place a lot more all-inclusive to everyone, and then sort of uh, built it up a lot more by the sounds of it. Yeah, he, he built it up, and then when he died, he willed it to the members so that it could never... So that it would be harder to change than to, if one person had it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we should We should have just moved on to Glenn. Oh, that's all right. We can uh, do but, that. But, yeah, he was a superhuman. He, he's done, he's moved boulders that I still to this day can't budge. And that was when he was dying of cancer. Jesus. Like, I don't know how he was able to do it, but he, uh... He survived in Arizona for a time. He's passed now, but he survived in the desert of Arizona for like a couple years just because he felt like it. Just because he, he felt really, like it. Just because he felt like it. He did all sorts of crazy shit just because he felt like it. Like, <laughs> There's a man who knows how to live. <laughs> he'd be like, you know what? I want to walk on coals. I'm going to go walk on coals. You know what? I feel like being buried alive. Let's get buried alive. Holy shit. But he was really in tune with nature, and nature was like, nature always loved him back. Like, there was one time he uh, put his arms out and told me to watch. Nothing happened for, like, two minutes, but then some birds started landing on him. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, he didn't train them, or as far as I know, he didn't train them. Fair enough. But... Yeah, he built, we built 10 miles of trails together. Uh, well, I didn't, I, I only built about one mile of the trails with him, but I helped him maintain the trails for a few years. Fantastic. He was a grandfather figure to me, and I really miss him, but he was the spirit of that place. Oh, here's a funny story about Glenn, or rather how I met him. So first, we were told about him and warned not to eat anything he gives you that's wild because 
he ate some mushroom that poisoned him once. So we were at this chili cook-off, and we were trying all kinds of different chilies. And he go, he 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 comes by, and he's like, "Hi, I'm Glenn. You should vote for." Uh, I don't remember what number it was because that's mine, and it's made exclusively from things that I made on, I, I found on the property. And I'm like, "Well, that's." Oh, I didn't like tell him, but it, it alarmed me because <laughs> I'd had two bowls of that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I was alarmed to say the least. Mm-hmm. But I didn't so die nice. or need to go to the hospital, so it turned out fine. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good chili, though. Yeah, it was good chili. Oh yeah. But uh, I have a mountain lion story, but it ain't nothing on Glenn's mountain lion story. Oh, he had some a- baby mountain lions come up and pee on his porch. <laughs> I mean, cute, but smelly. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a rug on his porch, too, because he's weird. He was he was kind of crazy. I, I loved him to death, but he was kind of crazy. All the best people are, I think. Yeah, sort of the, uh, there's certain people in life that have all the right kind of crazies. <laughs> all the right kind of crazy. That's how we say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. There, there, there's, he, he had the right kind of crazy, but I feel like if, I wish he could inter- be interviewing you because he's got more stories, but he's Actually, dead, so he doesn't have any stories. Well, that's true, I suppose. That being said, I've got a mate who's all the right kind of crazy. He's actually a mad shark fisherman, so I might have to pull him in for an interview one day. <laughs> Shout out to Big Shark. Yeah, all the right kind of crazy people are the best. Since I can't think of anything else about Glenn right now, I'm going to move on to the mountain lion. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm looking forward to hearing this one, mate. I believe you got hold up for like three hours, you're saying. Yeah, three hours. We went out during an eclipse. I, I always get the lunar eclipse and the solar eclipse mixed stuff but it was the blood moon one you know we went out there and we wanted to watch it from a secluded spot so we uh this was also at the nudist resort Mm -hmm. we went up on some of the like the most secluded part of the trails and there's this rock that you can climb on top of because glenn built a ladder up top of it nice and we climbed up there and we were watching the the eclipse you know and then all of a sudden we just hear this piercing and then like it was right below us and then we shined our light over and we saw it and it dipped and then it just kept circling us for three hours and i was sitting there with my stick pounding it on the ground and making noise trying to scare it off and then it would make noise try to scare me off and anyway eventually we started getting tired and uh so we we decided that it would be better to not fall asleep on the rock and fall off the rock and then have broken bones mm-hmm. so we decided we were going to take our chances and go down the ladder oh jesus was it still nearby at the time we didn't know we hadn't heard it make noise and like i don't know it felt like forever but it was probably a short time mm-hmm. but we were like starting to nod off so we were like we decided that was the best course of action and we got scared shitless by a raccoon on the way back (laughs) (laughs) just made a sudden noise and rushed out of nowhere yeah it just ran and ran in front of us and we were like oh my god we're dead (laughs) (laughs) so like it's i'm sort of thinking right so you're you're in a mountain area there's obviously mountain lions around like did anyone one of you at any stage think to carry a gun 
So at the nudist resort, guns are not allowed. Not allowed. Yeah, they're not allowed. Only police are allowed to bring guns up. Okay, it's. I suppose that's good uh, for a safe community affair, but not so bloody good for mountain lions. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, right. not dining, shooting the mountain lions, but surely uh, putting the gun up in no, the air. No, just shooting it. You wouldn't need to shoot it. You just need to shoot in general and then a dip. Oh, that's what I mean. Like there was another time that was a much shorter encounter, mm-hmm. and it was with me and my dog. I hardly feel it's worth mentioning, but there was a mountain lion that was staring me and my dog down, and I had some rocks in my pocket that I had picked up to collect, and I chucked it at it, mm-hmm. and it just took off running from that. Oh, like, goodness. mountain lions don't want something that is going to be any kind of fight. Oh, good, good. So it's, uh, you basically, you, you don't really need too much to defend yourself as long as you got something that can scare them away yeah i'm assuming that probably would there be any legality around like you know basically if if you're holed up by a mountain lion and your only choice is to shoot it to get away like would you still get in trouble for that are they a protected species or are they they're pretty protected over here i don't um i know a guy had uh, a friends of my dad he uh he had a dog that got killed by a mountain lion and he he got in quite a bit of trouble for killing the mountain lion Mm. Especially if they're uh, that skitterish that a couple of shots in the air would be enough to scare him away. Yeah, yeah. But he killed it because it killed his dog. Right, gotcha. And I don't blame him, but I also don't condone what he did. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely know what you're saying, sir. Yep, yep. Because I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing, but I also can't say that I condone what he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I forgot what other subjects we were going to talk about, Fraser. All right, man. So, um, look, we've got a couple of other bits and pieces to cover here like i think one of the ones that the listeners definitely want to hear about mate is um i i remember you got held up at gunpoint mate yeah that was rough what was the what was the, the thing behind there what what happened there we were helping people and that's why it happened there was a a girl who was pregnant and she was growing up in an act i mean she was next door at her uncle's house and her uncle's house was absolutely not a place to grow a baby there was literally feces on the walls and it was just horrible wow so uh we invited her in and her mother started coming over and then stuff started disappearing Eventually, we we caught her with my mom's laptop, and we told her uh, that she can call her daughter, and they can arrange to meet somewhere else, but that she's not welcome at our house. And then she said, you know, I know gang squatters that used to live at your house, and so... Later that day, or else it was the next day, I forget which, we got robbed by some gang. Jesus. And it was it was because we were trying to protect that, that baby growing inside of her, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, at least three guys came in with guns. I walked downstairs, and when they did, because I... It sounded like her boyfriend, which it wasn't, because he was at work. He has work stubs and shit. Oh. Like, it was weird, because one of the robbers had the voice of her boyfriend which was my friend so that's why i went downstairs was to go say hey to him and then like it was really weird because the guy he starts telling me to get on the ground and it's like someone else's face but gabe's voice you know and i didn't understand he was telling me to get on the ground so i was just backing up until uh i got upstairs and then i understood that he was telling me to get on the ground so i did and then they just started taking stuff and I, for a second, I thought about fighting because I, 
they hadn't checked my pockets. They checked everybody else's pockets like multiple, multiple times, mm-hmm. but they didn't check my pockets because when they asked, where's the money? I, che- I, I patted my pockets down and I said, I don't know. But I had a pocket knife in there and there was one point where there was one guy in there looking the other way and I thought about getting up and trying to stab him in the back of the neck. Glad I didn't because that probably wouldn't have ended well, but true. But I thought about it strongly. Yeah, yeah. sometimes in that situation it's better to just preserve life and just stay still, mate, because I heard a term a long time ago that say desperate people do desperate things and yeah, shit, (laughs) like that could have been the end of everyone. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to tell in that situation, too. You know, sometimes inactivity can get you fucked as well. So, you know, where do you turn? Well, at that point, I was already thinking they were going to kill us. I already felt like they were going to kill us. I was wrong, of course, but I I felt like they were going to kill us because they came in with no masks or anything, you know? Whoa. So, yeah, the fact that they had no masks made me think they were going to kill us. Yep. And but then they stacked us in the bathroom and we one of them got a call that he just said 10. I don't know what he meant. He and I, I assume he meant like a time, mm. like how much time is left before his getaway car is back at the front door. Mm-hmm. And then my dad went and got his pistol and which they hadn't stolen, but they did steal it the next day. Oh, wow. So they came back again. Yeah, they came back again. Jesus Christ. And so you have to go that was the biggest impact on me of all the things that was stolen because that was something that the only thing besides like a statue of a, a deer that my grandpa gave us. So him stealing that gun was a big deal, you know, yeah, with them. Yeah. So they but, came uh, back a second time. Was that the, was that the final time they came back? Was it? Yeah, that was the final time they came back. Did did they end up getting caught? Are they sort of still floating around? What happened there? They never even sent a detective to the house. American police are a joke, especially in Pueblo. Right. Pueblo is where I was living. I don't recommend going to Pueblo ever because I lived there a year. I got robbed at gunpoint. I saw someone get shot. I heard someone. Someone gets stabbed to death and someone tried to rob me at knife point. Fuck. Tried being the operative word there. Right. Jesus. Yeah, fuck that, bro. So, like, what happened there? Like, after the second time, did the family just pack up and move? Or Yeah, we we started getting ready to sell the house and we moved. Ugh, fucking hell, mate. That's hectic as fuck. Yeah, we moved back up to the nudist resort until we uh, were able to sell the house. Holy shit. That is fucking hectic. Yeah. And so, but, oh, and they really? pistol whipped my dog. Ah, that's not fun. Wow. Yeah, that's rough as guts. Yeah. So, and it was a little dog. It's not like it was a dog that could have hurt them. They just did it to be an asshole. Yeah, sounds a bit right. I mean, shit, if you're enough of an asshole to go and hold people up at gunpoint, you wouldn't really put that past them, would you? Well, no, but like you said, desperate people do desperate things, and that's what makes me feel like they're not desperate people, like they were just assholes. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, I've got a query for you, mate. Obviously, that's some fucking hell traumatic event and all that and now as i understand you get pretty bad seizures did they start after the event or have they been around the whole time they've been around since i was a little kid basically they trigger most of my nerves in my body sometimes not all of them sometimes just a section of them they trigger part of my nerves in my body to believe that they're getting crushed or it's it's my brain that thinks that my nerves are getting crushed but they're not Mm. and that's what i feel as i'm having my seizures so and so they became worse after this event or surprisingly got better after the event for a little while i thought that they just went away for some reason like i aged out of them somehow but then i 
they came back. I don't even know why. I haven't been to a neurologist in years because they told me basically that there aren't enough people to do a study on it. So the only thing they could do is shotgun pills at me. Really? And I don't like getting random pills that may make things worse or may make things better, you know? Understandable. Understandable. Like, I understand... One, I want to get better, but like, I, I, I don't like getting shotgunned pills. No, no like no, when they don't know, when they don't even have an idea of what it's going to do to my burns, you know, or my burns are what I call my seizures because yeah. that's what it feels like the closest thing to it anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Fucking rough shit to go through, mate. Yeah. I've had a rough life, but then there's bright patches like Bloodywood and the people that I've met through Bloodywood. So you want to do your introduction of Bloodywood now? Oh, I reckon I just might. Alrighty, <laughs> for those of you folks listening at home, um, now I know heavy metal has become sort of a thing that is, most people consider has died off into the past and all that sort of gear, you know, sort of it had its, uh, it had its sort of major sort of rise during the 80s and 90s and then sort of kind of petered away a bit, so to speak. But uh, folks, there is a brand new band on the scene. Now, the name of this band is Bloodywood. Uh, they're from Delhi in India, and of course the name Bloodywood is a bit of a sort of uh, play on words for, you know, obviously uh, Indian cinema, which is Bollywood. So being a metal band, Bloodywood was their uh, <laughs> was their little take on that. And their uh, their original tour, their very first tumor, tour they came out with was called Raj Against the Machine. And these are spectacular, super, super talented folks. Now, what happened with them was they started off just doing covers of uh, you know metal covers of things like justin bieber and you know all this sort of gear and eventually what happened was this uh this video game mob called ubisoft hit them up and said we want you to make a song for one of our games so they spent absolutely ages brought out this brilliant song called machi basad which uh translates to expect a riot now folks you can get on youtube right now and find it um, what ended up happening was Ubisoft turned around after they'd made the song and said, oh, yeah, we, we, we don't want your song anymore. And they were like, well, we still do, so we'll keep it. And they ended up making this bloody video clip, which is absolutely spectacular. And lo and behold, it went viral and they became famous. Now, folks, there is also a documentary on YouTube about uh, their whole sort of rise to fame and how they sort of went from being a band that just got one viral song and had never actually played on a stage before. Uh, so I won't give any more spoilers apart from the fact that uh, our very first interviewee, Pascal, he um, he features in the documentary. So, folks, I'd recommend having a look at it. And uh, the reason we're bringing them up today, folks, is uh, one of the songs in their new album, was actually inspired by LJ. So I'll let you take the floor on that one, mate. Yeah, so first you need to start off knowing I was extremely suicidal when I found Bloodywood. Like, I'm not going to go into details, but I had a very thorough plan like a more 100 than putting a gun to your head and shooting um but i hopped on facebook to say goodbye to a friend because i promised her i would if i did that because well she found me after a previous suicide attempt um so i felt that i owed her something mm -hmm. um but anyway their song gv ray talked me out of suicide mm -hmm. that day 
because it just happened to be the first thing that showed up on my feed when I opened Facebook to say goodbye to my friend. And uh, then uh, I just kept listening to it and it, it came from to, from GV Ray. GV Ray means live brave one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went from live as in survive and that to live as in do things that people do, like go outside again, do do stuff again, you know? Totally. I was at a point where taking a shower was next to impossible. Like, I was at a really, really bad point. Mm-hmm. And anyways, Zanjiro Say is the name of the song. Zanjiro Say means these chains, and what the chains represent is, for me, I don't know if this is what the cha- what the band intended for it to be, but for me, it's my burns, my PTSD, my just the fact that my drive was gone, and everything seemed impossible and but i'm gonna make a home right here in the bad weather like they said like even if things don't get better i'm still gonna enjoy myself my life to the fullest you know fuck yeah man that's what the song i think is about shit yeah and also it's about even if you're at that point where taking a shower is hard or doing the most basic things like brushing your teeth is hard fuck yeah for getting it done if you get it done man fuck yeah yeah sometimes life can get fucking rough and it really can be hard to pick yourself back up and keep moving oh yeah sometimes you just do those little things just to get by hey yeah so yeah it's um that's a bit of a rare thing that's not many people can actually say they've had a world famous band basically have a song inspired by them man that's pretty fucking awesome i'm assuming you're in pretty good contact with them yeah i they call me on my birthday and i talk with the leader of the band every 10 days fuck yeah man and so folks basically uh this to give you another explanation this the band itself have an amazing thing where they base a lot of their stuff around mental health um they have a lot of videos up on youtube i thoroughly recommend it uh their debut album is out now called rack shack uh you can get that anywhere folks i recommend getting on youtube checking it out and if you like what you listen to go and buy the bloody album the whole thing is spectacular uh band camp is probably the best place to buy it if you're not going to buy a physical copy buy it on fridays because they get a higher percentage of the sale so yeah folks you can uh check them out on youtube check them out on Bandcamp, and if you like what you're listening to they've got a patreon as well that you can get involved with and of course that comes with little perks and benefits that uh look everyone in this band is really really fantastic and they're really caring people and you know they they've got causes all over the shop they uh, have one song oh what's the name of it uh yard Y-A-A-D, uh, which is about dogs, and they sort of, at the end of the video, they uh, ended up, I think, basically sending a whole heap of money to a, a dog's home, if I'm correct. Yeah, they bought them an ambulance for uh, injured dogs in India, because in India they have, like, stray dogs all over the place, and they spay and neuter and take care of any injuries or, like, parasites that the dogs might have, and then they release them back in the outside, which might seem cruel, but it's better than them just being out there with the injuries. and Totally, and sort of uh, stops the breeding of more wild dogs, too, so any dogs that are there are pets and you know have a better chance yeah so so yeah this is this is a band that actively cares they uh they do engage with their listeners quite frequently i mean despite the fact that they're absolutely busy as hell they've just uh they've literally just started a world tour but thanks to covid that's of course you know being sort of knocked around all over the place but folks not too late to get involved get in check this band out you will not be disappointed 
All right. Well, I reckon that just about uh, wraps everything up, folks. So uh, I'm going to say thank you very much to LJ for joining us today with his fucking wild stories. Thanks heaps, man. Thanks for having me, Fraser. Mate, an absolute pleasure every time. Alrighty, folks, you have been listening to Talking Shit with Fraser, you bastard. The show about who the fuck knows, but anything goes. Now, folks, if you liked what you listened to, feel free to click the like, click the subscribe, and if you think anyone else would enjoy this, of course, click the share button. Now, we all know I'm probably not going to bother with the socials, so don't even worry about that. Maybe that'll come out someday, but <laughs> if I ever do get off my ass and get those socials done, go have a look for them. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more awesome stories. Thank you again, LJ. Bye.